You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 193. I like me and I matter. My interview with Lindsay. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Welcome back to the show. And if you're new here, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. Today's episode is very special to me because I get to celebrate a woman who has transformed herself. And I've been witness to her evolution over the past two years from someone who felt resentful about the things she chose to take on, someone who constantly felt guilty about the way she showed up as a mom, who didn't have clear boundaries because she was afraid of how others would react, and often got caught up in drama at work and with extended family, to now someone with a strong sense of self-worth and self-confidence, who's not afraid to assert herself and feel her feelings and let others be who they are while taking responsibility for the way she wants to think, feel, and behave. Lindsay and I have known each other in many different capacities. She was both of my daughter's third grade teacher. We worked together at the school where I was the guidance counselor, so we were colleagues and friends. And she's also been my client for the past two years. Lindsay's been through a lot in her life and was in therapy for many years, but says coaching has made all the difference. In fact, she says she feels like a wizard, like she can do magic with the tools that she's learned. If you didn't hear last week's episode with Lindsay's husband, Mike, check that out too. And if you resonate with Lindsay and her experience, request a free consultation with me to see if my coaching is right for you. You can be a wizard too. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up today. Also, don't forget I'm offering a free workshop next week. Thursday, April 28th at noon Eastern time, where we're going to talk about the four temperaments and how to speak the language of your child's temperament so that they can thrive. To get the info for that, get on my email list at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash subscribe. And now my interview with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Pam Howard. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited that you're here. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to coaching? Um, so I, my name is Lindsay, as you said already. I live in Florida. I have two boys, a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. I'm married, happily married. I'm a teacher. Um, and you were the guidance counselor at my school. <laughs> so luckily for me, I was able to learn a little bit about what you were doing even before you were doing it all because you were proving it the way that you always did with kids. And I was lucky enough to be the teacher to both your girls, yes. um, which was awesome, obviously. And I still think they're just delicious, by the way. Um, And you were offering a coaching session to teachers. 
and you started your podcast already. And I've always been like your number one fan on your podcast. So when you offered the coaching, I was like, okay, let me get on that. And I did. Um, and we started to meet in school and I found that challenging for me because during the day while I'm at school, I'm so focused on being the teacher rather than being someone who's able and willing necessarily to talk about stuff that's going on in my life because I have to be like hyper-focused on my role at the time as a teacher. Um, so I knew there were moments and there were times when we were meeting at school where it was definitely helpful, but it just wasn't the right situation for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID came along and we were home and we were virtual. And then it was spring break and I was losing my mind. <laughs> um, Tell us I more was, about that. What did that look like? I genuinely felt like I was like, what is happening? Why are we all at home? I'm stuck in my house with my children. They're going to drive me crazy. I can't go anywhere. And I was petrified. Um, I was very scared of getting COVID. I was very scared of um, not being able to see my parents. God forbid hurting them. I was scared of this new world we were about to be entering. And I didn't was not ready for change as someone who's not really excited for change. So this just came and hit me hard. And I was like, yeah. And so feeling scared, how are you showing up to your family? I turned into a mean person. Like I was just, I usually when I'm scared, what I know now um, is I kind of get stuck. I get paralyzed and I don't do anything. So if I really look back and see what I was doing is I either was doing nothing um, or I was yelling at everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was had a very short fuse and anything my kids said or my husband said, like I found a reason to be mad or angry about. And I was not liking the person I was turning into. Mm-hmm. And I randomly got an email from you, Pam Howard just promoting your business and what you do. And I remember writing you back at the time being like, um, me, I think it's me. I think I need help. And I remember that like it was yesterday. Cause I remember receiving the email. Like it felt like it was God said, like, it was like, here it comes at this time. Mm-hmm. And I responded and I didn't have to respond. I didn't have to do anything, but I chose to actually write back and say, Hey, I think I need your help right now. Can you help and me? And what was that? Yeah. Well, that's really courageous. What was it like for you to do that? I, I knew I needed to do something, you know, whether or not I actually took, took you up on your offer to be supportive and be my coach and help me, you know, or help me help me. Um, writing it was just like, well, I can either writer and maybe maybe something could be or I never have to respond to her again because you know I could do that too like I just felt like either way I was going to be able to have that choice so I decided to put it out there I felt like it was kind of like a rock bottom for me I just I was not happy I was angry and I was scared Mm -hmm. and then I got your email so it was kind of like why not Mm, okay So we had our sort of mini session, right? Or our consultation. And what do you remember about 
making the decision to actually, because when I was coaching you at school, it was for free. But then when you signed up to coach with me as my client, then you were going to start paying for it. And so what was that like? That was probably one of the hardest decisions and not hardest decisions at the same time. Um, I was ready to sign up with you as my coach, like three days a week, all the time, intensive coaching. Like that's what I thought I needed and what I thought I wanted. Um, and then when not you that think, I offered that, I don't know. You did it. You were like, no, it's, I don't think that's yeah. what you did. Like, I just was asking for it. I was like, I need to right. see you and talk to you every single day for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when it came down to the price and what it was, I was like, oh, you know, and mm-hmm. I am not one to necessarily spend the money on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two children, a husband, a family, my parents. I wasn't sure that I was going to be financially able or willing to mm-hmm. take that risk into account. And after discussing it further with you and my husband, it was like, all right, well, it's, I, I knew in my heart, it's what I needed to do for me. Mm-hmm. And there was this huge disconnect between my heart and my head for a very long time of like what I needed to do for me and what I thought was allowed to do for me or what I would actually do for me. Allowed by who? By my, (laughs) right. Well, by allowed by myself, it was like, no, no, no. Well, you need to spend that money on Jacob or you need to spend that money on Hudson or you need to be saving that money to buy a house. That goes to them, them first, me last. Um. So it was really, it was really a challenge and a decision I had to make for the first time. That was probably the first decision I ever made that was genuinely for Lindsay's best interest for me. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, there's so many different directions I want to take this. The first being, what was the thought that enabled you to make that decision for yourself? That I do matter. Yeah. And it was hard. I can't believe I just said that on like live <laughs> podcast channel. Um, that was hard. That was a really hard thing for me to say out loud, especially truly believe or allow myself to believe. Um, but I'm glad that I did. Let's give the the listener a little like inside. How long did it take you to actually believe? I matter. Uh, I just turned 38. So probably (laughs) close to uh, 37 years, I would say maybe. Well, no, I mean, I mean, (laughs) so we identified it. Yeah. yeah, We identified it as something that you didn't believe. And then, you know, we had to work at it. And, And I think noticing how often that thought came up for you, I don't matter. I don't matter. And you were like, Everywhere you looked, you found evidence to support that thought. If somebody said something, you know, you would interpret it in a way that meant you don't matter. I just feel like even coming on now for this, yeah. mm-hmm. when you asked me, I was like, yeah, I'll totally do it. And then coming on really right now, right before I'm like, oh no, what am I going to say? <laughs> am I, is she sure? Why is she, why is she want me? Like, 
I literally had those thoughts running through my head mm-hmm. and I panicked. There's a little bit of this, uh oh, mm-hmm. what if I mess this all up? And then I, as much as I used to just believe all those thoughts that popped in my head, now I'm like, oh, hello, thought. Hello, you. Welcome. I notice it immediately mm-hmm. and I don't let it win because mm-hmm. I did spend a majority of my life letting that win. And now it's so obvious, I guess, when those thoughts are back that I don't want them to be back anymore because they no longer make me feel good. They used to kind of let me feel good for lack of a better word. Not that it was good. It was safe. It was a, it was a safe feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, yet now it doesn't feel safe anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took me a while. Like we've been together now coaching for almost, it's been like two years, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and took a good year for me to actually, I remember not wanting to say to you, I matter. Like I would like quiet. No, I don't want. And now like, I know I go downstairs to my husband sometimes and I'll, we'll be having a conversation and I'm like, my, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, I think I kind of maybe sort of like, and it, I hesitate and I'm just like, I think I do like me. And I'm like, what? And I like can feel my face change yet. Like there's something so wrong about that in the past. It's not, I'm proud. I feel proud to say that. now. Mm, yeah. Because before you felt what, if you were to say that you liked yourself, what did that mean? What yes. did you think? What did you think about people in general who would say, oh, I like myself? Oh, yeah. I thought they were conceited and cocky yeah. and thought all, all like, oh, their stuff doesn't stink. Like they were just too good mm-hmm. for the world. Yeah. And, and so I didn't I think, want to be that. <laughs> I did yeah. not. That's... But I think that this is a really common kind of misperception is that when you love yourself, it doesn't mean that you think you're better than other people. You just love yourself because you think you're awesome and you think everybody else is awesome too. You can yeah. see the good in yourself and other people. It's not about being better than, right? Because those people who who think that they're better than you, oftentimes they don't love themselves and they're just, you know, trying to compensate for their insecurities and things like that. So it, it's a misconception, but I think a lot of people have it. Well, you taught me that because th- I, I was certain that that's what that meant. Like if I say I like myself, that meant that I'm one of those people mm-hmm. and I don't want to ever be one of those people because you're right. When you just said those aren't necessarily the people that genuinely love themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. I I'm just, I want to be able to like, you made me do all these different things and made me have to appreciate me or what I like about me or I made you come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time it felt like you made me and I'm grateful now that you did, but it was, all these just little exercises and stuff or homework assignments that I would do. Mm-hmm. And it made me re- like, what would I tell older Lindsay, younger Lindsay? And she didn't really do anything so terrible or wrong in the world. Like I, I did it. I'm okay with being me. And that doesn't make me conceited. It doesn't make me bad. It just mm-hmm. makes it real, I guess. I guess I always felt that I had to love everybody else and not necessarily me, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was, I had to 
show up for everybody and, yeah. and, you know, hope for the best. But like, now I realize the more I'm okay with being me and the more I take care of myself and love myself, and I actually show up for others and, and it makes me feel happy and I can show up in a way that I genuinely want to show up and it makes me feel good. It's not fake or anything. Yeah. So give us an example. Tell us a little story about a time that recently, maybe that you showed up in this way that you're talking about, where you showed up in the way that you really feel proud about. And maybe it's with one of your boys, maybe it's with Mike. So Jacob and I, like we butt heads often because we're really very similar Mm -hmm. in many ways, even though we show up differently in situations, but our heart, I, I believe is very much in the same place. And just now, right, right before I came up here, he comes over from school. I got an email from a teacher telling me that he's been a bit more impulsive and disruptive and not being able to control himself. He does have ADHD. And I got an email from a teacher saying that it's been a problem. I'm like, oh God. Me, before having the tools to handle that email, mm. in the past, I would have been like, take up. What is this? What did you do? Oh, like, and I would have flipped out. I just not because I didn't want, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would have flipped out on Jacob. Maybe I would have flipped out on the email back to the teacher. Maybe I would just flipped. I don't know. I would have just immediately reacted mm-hmm. instead of just reading the email and talking to Jacob and Jacob right after school. It's not his necessarily, not his best time. That's usually his you know, that witching hour for even as an older child, he has it still. (laughs) But I said, Hey, to him, he goes, yeah. I'm like, I just got an email. And he's like, from who? I go, well, from your teachers. And he said, well, what, what did I do? You know? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Jacob, let's talk about it. What's going on? Like, is something going on in class you want to talk? And he's like, no, he's like, I just, I just call out. I always call out. I go, all right, what can we do about your calling out? Because, you know, he's like, well, I just can't control myself. I go, yeah, but you can. So how can I help you figure out a way to control yourself? Mm-hmm. And he started bouncing the ball. And I was like, listen, I said to him, you go bounce your ball. Do what you like now. Obviously, it's not the time. And I'm not going to fight with you. But we should talk about this again later. And he started bouncing the ball harder, harder. He's like, I'm like, nope, we're just going to do it later. He's like, okay. You know, and that was it. It was over. Yeah. Where in the past, I feel like I would have been like, yes, you can control yourself. You know, (laughs) like it would have been much more of a thing. I love it because you're, you led with curiosity, right? Hey, let's just talk about this. You weren't angry. You were just open. Like what's going on? How can I help you? And then you also just kind of, noticed, okay, this is not the time. This isn't going well. So, and you made a plan for, you can go have your time, but we are going to talk about this later. I even wrote the teacher back saying like, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Mm -hmm. I am definitely on your team and Jacob's team. I don't know what I don't know unless you tell me. So thank, I was very appreciative because being on my son's team, I need to know everything. So I actually could, I'm not in 
class with him. So I don't know. So I was grateful. And I love that you said you're on his team and her team. Yeah, right? I did. Because we because, all have to be on his team. Yeah, because it's not like I'm taking his side versus your side or whatever. Oftentimes parents do that or teachers feel that from the parents. So that's awesome. Even at school today, I said no to a teammate. I showed up 100% for my team today in every way possible. But it was like, well, could you go find out what the, I go? No, I cannot do that. I said, and she's like, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, because no, it's not necessary. The day will be the what the day will be. And that'll be that. Whereas the past with, okay, yeah, I'll go do that right now. Like I used to not be able to say no. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing I did not want to do that. So I didn't. Right. Because you were afraid of what people might think about you if you didn't drop everything and do what they wanted or what? Yeah. Like I always wanted to show up for everybody in every way, because I think that was my way of feeling good about myself, even though it wasn't really making me feel good. Um, So now it's just like, yeah, no. And I was nice. I wasn't like, you know, no, I'm not going to do that because we don't need to do that. So I'm not going to. Right. Love it. Okay. Okay. Here's the question that I asked Mike that we wanted to know what you would say. How do you guys sort of divide up the responsibilities now that he works at home? How do you work out who does what? He does everything now that has to do with home. Mm. He does the laundry. He cleans up to the best ability, but (laughs) (laughs) like, let's be fair. I mean, now that he's home, he's definitely has all of those responsibilities. He does. Um, but did you guys ever talk about it or it's just assumed because he's home, he's doing it? It's just assumed because he's home, he's doing it. Just like when he used to go to work and I used to go to work and we no, no COVID existed, like mm-hmm. I was home, so I did it. Okay. So I feel like, I mean, he does constantly get on me about the pile, like I'm staring at the pile of shirts. Of, he ha- thinks I have this t-shirt fetish, which is funny. I kind of do, so it's okay. And he says, do you think you could do something about your teacher? And I just have nowhere else to put them. So it's a problem. Well, you know, he doesn't understand why <laughs> some shirts go here and other shirts go there. There's no logic behind it whatsoever. It's a matter of space. You guys um, win the, the newlywed game. You guys both talked about the exact same issue. About and- the t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So tell us about how your relationship has changed since doing the coaching. Mike is probably the kindest, nicest man anyone has ever met. Like he just is like, not just because he's my husband, but genuinely because he really is the kindest, nicest person in the world. And like anyone who meets him always, that's who he is. And I'm very lucky to have that type of person in my life as my partner, as my friend, as my husband, as my children's father. Um, and we used to go like, there'd be times when we get into arguments or get into disagreements or fights, nothing that would like last forever, but he used to hold it in. Mm-hmm. So he would always just kind of like be weird. Like he would get quiet and kind of cold and like not want to talk about things. And I'm always once like, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk. I don't even know what it would have been, but let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Hash it out. Like, and then eventually he blow mm. and, and he wouldn't blow in a mean way. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body, but he would say, okay, well, if you did 
this, 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 and this. And then I would become super defensive and point out, okay, well, when you're going back for the past three months, you did this, 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 and this to get all defensive. And I'm like, you, you literally like have this like laundry list of three months worth of stuff that you're mad at me about. Like, why didn't you just tell me at the time instead of hold it all in and then blow up on me. Mm-hmm. So then I would find myself blowing up back because I was like, what? That was like yeah. forever ago. And now I'm just like, I know something's going on. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's work related or me related or kid related or what related, but you want to do a bottle? You want me to Pam Howard you? <laughs> like, that's like, I said to my, and he'll look at me and he'll like get a grin. I'm just like, no, but for real, like, you know, I'm not anymore ever going to let it go three months or like a couple weeks, even with him being upset with me if I did something. And usually I'm so much more aware of it now that if I did something, because I am not a perfect human, I like, I, I know. And I will say to him, I am sorry. And he will say, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all he really needed or wanted for me. And it was just the acknowledgement that, yeah, that I, I'm sorry for what I did. And if I hurt your feelings mm-hmm. in any way, he's never going to be the guy that's going to be like, Lindsay, we please talk about what just happened. He's not going to do that. And I wanted him to do that for so long. It drove me crazy and pissed me off at times. Cause it's just like, you have to just talk to me and he won't. And he's not going to, because that's not him. Right. But, but if I need him to do that, that's my, I, it's my thought. Like I need him to do that because. Because you think that if he opens up to you, you'll get to feel what? I, I'll feel less unsure or less mm-hmm. anxious mm-hmm. about what, what's going on in his head. But right. I don't have to do that. I know that now. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the pleasure of this whole model and coaching. Like, I feel like a wizard at the end of the day. Like, and I've said this to you so many times, but I mean it. There's something about it that allows me to feel, okay, Lindsay, nope, that's his. Nope, this is mine. You know, and that's very wizardy, magical <laughs> for me. Like, it just is. It's, And I'm so fortunate to be able to be aware and notice what's happening in my brain. So I just want to, I want to restate that again for people who may not have like understood it the first time. So if you're thinking I need him to open up and talk to me because then I won't feel so scared, right? You're going to be trying to control him and try to pull it out of him and trying to get him to change. Whereas now you say to yourself, you know, well, I don't need him to do anything. He can just be who he is. And I am responsible for my emotions. If I don't want to feel this anxiety, I have control over that. I can change how I'm thinking about the situation so that I feel calmer. Feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. And I do that often. Yeah. yeah. And then you show up differently different. and my guess is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong about it, but my guess is that when you are calmer and back off a little bit, he then comes forward with whatever it is in his time and doesn't feel so pressured to do it. Oh yeah. Because like the anxious, like Lindsay, that was going to go and like attack him never succeeded. Mm -hmm. Well, we have real conversations now that we haven't had any of those blow up things 
in a really long time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's really nice. It's definitely, I'm very proud of that. So what do you want people listening to know who may be where you were two years ago, just feeling angry all the time and like stuck and not thinking that things could be different. One thing that Mike said that I thought was really interesting, by the way, was that he didn't know that it could be different. Like he just thought, well, this is marriage. People fight. And then he didn't even realize that things could be so much better. So what do you think? If you're suffering or if you feel out of control or if you feel unhappy or if you feel like you can't do this and angry or scared, get curious about that and notice that. And and you have the power to do something about that with the right support. And I'll say, I am so forever and ever will be grateful for this, for you, for this model, for everything that you taught me and every workshop and every app and every anything that I've done with you with this, because for the first time in my life, I genuinely can honestly say, I like me and I matter. And I used to be so afraid to say that and think it was like the most terrible, wrong thing to say. And now being able to say that just makes me show up in every role in my life better as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister. And everyone deserves the opportunity to be able to, to really believe that they matter. And I think when you really believe that it really is magical. Yeah. You're such a, an amazing example of just what doing this work can result in. And I think you're such an amazing example, not just to other moms, but for your kids. And I remember when you were talking about doing the coaching, you would do anything for your kids, but investing in yourself seemed like you didn't, you didn't make that connection initially of like investing in myself is for my kids. It is for them. And I think. And it's hard. Uh, It's hard. Like, I just, I don't want to take that away from any of this. Like this is the hardest, some of the hardest things I've ever had to do for me. And Mm -hmm. it's worth it because even though I might still yell at my children every once in a while or fight with my husband every once in a while, I'm human and I'm allowed to do that because it's normal to do that. And it's also the same reason why every Tuesday night I get excited and look forward to talking to you and meeting with you because I get to like understand what that was about or why. And I can do that on my own now. Mm -hmm. I can journal about it. I can do my thought downloads. I can put it all out of paper. I can make my husband listen to me until he's not really paying attention anymore and is pretending to, or I can call a friend who gets it and she'll listen to me also. But every time like our sessions run up, Pam, I'm always just like, yeah, but I don't want to do this without you yet. Can I? Maybe, but I don't want to. And I think for me, that's so important because every time like the time, 
the four months ends or three months. Ends. Like, I don't even know how many of the months are anymore. Like, I just know I, it's something that's very important to me and I'm not ready to give that up yet because I believe I'm stronger now that, and it's not to say that I'm going to need you to be my coach for the rest of my life, even though you will be my coach for the rest of my life in one way or another. But for me right now, I know I have the tools and I've learned everything I need to know, I think, yet I don't want to do it without your support yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident in knowing that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the yet, not that I can't, it just, there's still, there's still more, there's still more layers and I'm excited to figure them out with you. Mm, I love that. That's cool. It is kind of like peeling the layers of an onion and like, and Susan, I did an episode with her, which is going to come out tomorrow as we're recording this. And she talked about that too, a little bit. The way she described it was like, her mind is like a closet and the things that were pouring out of the closet were things that needed immediate attention. But then as we kept going, she was kind of reaching back into the corners of the closet and like grabbing things that were hiding back there. And we talked about those things too. So it's kind of the same I've, idea. I've got many things in the closets, the big <laughs> closets. I've got a huge big it's a walk closet. In. <laughs> yeah. Not where my t-shirts are right now. Like, I can't fit my t-shirts, but I definitely know. Well, if we I, clean out if we clean oh, out one closet, maybe, maybe we I can put the t-shirt. T-shirt. Mike would be very thrilled. Let's do that. Okay. Please. Let's do that together. Love it. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much and I celebrate you and can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you. I love you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.